you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Please don't mind me. I have a little bit of sniffles and stuff, so I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. But I just had to come here and tell you guys, you know, Merry Christmas Eve. And tomorrow is the big day. Some people celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, and that's cool too. I I, I can't wait to open presents. I'm so bad about uh, wanting to open presents. It's, it's hilarious. I'm like, oh my God, presents. And uh, if you're like me, you're terrible waiting. So just, just want to say Merry Christmas Eve, and thanks for joining us for the show today we have uh an interesting um topic here it's uh it, it's a little cold to be talking about this but we're gonna be hitting up ice cream and uh who doesn't like ice if you don't like ice cream man you you need to go to the doctor's office and get checked out because it's the great it's one of the greatest inventions ever like i don't i don't know how it happened but it's it's awesome Alright, and so anyway, today we have a crew of guys, they went from uh, taking a $5 ice cream making course and flipping that to a $326 million profit for selling their business. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of money for selling your business, and obviously, guess why they got paid all that money? Well, they created value, alright, they created value. So, look, if you wonder what Entrefied is, what it means, you never listened to the show before, just letting you know, guys, we speak to those that feel trapped, hopeless, and we give them hope by sharing lessons learned and, and powerful stories of businesses and, and entrepreneurs, underdogs that didn't give up, and they created massive value for everyone in the world, all right? But, yeah, getting back on the Christmas topic, do you guys ever have conflicting interest around christmas time no surely you don't (laughs) i guarantee you almost everybody has some kind of drama or conflicting schedules and people changing things last minute it's got to be the greatest thing so you know we've had a change last minute and we're we're trying to obviously overcome it together but trying to navigate through uh the holidays with all your family and make sure everything runs smooth. I mean, it's, it's a freaking job in itself. You know, you got Aunt Sue and Uncle Lou. You know, they live halfway across the country. And you got one guy who's way over here. And then and then you're all trying to figure out where you're all going to meet up at. And, you know, who's going to go where. And then and then after that, you're trying to find, who's, find out, like, is anybody cooking? What are they cooking? I mean, it's just so much that goes into holidays uh, it's almost like you need like a freaking holiday event coordinator and uh yeah it's just a lot of of that going on and tomorrow i get to make a nice three hour drive well, actually no that's that's down there it's six hours total six hour drive total to meet with some family and uh yeah it's just um you just kind of you just near near this time of year you just kind of get used to things are not going to go right they're not going to go perfect you got to kind of wing it and 
So I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with driving driving six hours tomorrow. I'm not get, I'm not complaining. I'm gonna suck it up and do it. So I'm sure you guys run into these situations as well around the holidays. And man, the traffic in Nashville. Let me tell you, man. I sat in traffic for like two hours one day. It was it was rough. It was really rough. And um, I was just trying to get somewhere really close by. Two hours. It was, they shut down a whole a whole shoulder. That's impressive. If you can shut down a whole shoulder with bad driving, I mean that's impressive. So anyway, don't mean to vent there to you guys. I'm gonna move on to the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, so yeah, the show. I mean, it all started with a guy named Ben, a guy named Jerry, and this one's super obvious. I cannot hide what they did. <laughs> uh, they they basically two guys. They were. Childhood friends, um, born in 1951 in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, they, they were, well, Ben of the group, he was a big ice cream guy. He drove a truck and um, in high school, ice cream truck, and every time I hear the music outside, just honestly, not gonna lie, creeps me out. I'm like, oh god, it's ice cream, and um, yeah, and he uh, he dabbled in making some ice cream. And then Jerry, he was more of a a medicine guy, which is kind of weird. But he worked in as an ice cream scooper in the school's cafeteria. So man, like these guys had so much ice cream experience. And um, so both these guys, they hung around New York. And um, Jerry, he he tried to get into medical school. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. All right. I don't know much about medical programs and schools, but they're really hard. I mean, you can't. You can't mess up. You got to be very conscious, conscientious, conscientious. Man, that's a tough word. And if you miss a single detail, somebody's life is at stake. You you give them too much of a dose of something or whatever, you just killed Johnny because you know you gave him a, a wrong dose. Or you're a doctor or whatever. You got to, you know, if you're in the medical field, you can't really mess up. You you only really get one shot. And uh, so it looks like he didn't make it. He didn't make it. And um, you know, the two guys, they still stayed together. They shared an apartment together. They really were Ben and Jerry. It's, it's hilarious. And um, they eventually decided, look, let's just get in the food business. And they started out trying to make bagels. Which is funny, because in hindsight, everything is twenty twenty, And now that they're looking back, they're probably like, why did we ever try to make bagels? Like, that was the dumbest thing we could have... That's like, I spent, you know parts of my life i don't know doing something really specific like cooking pizza and then one day i'm like man i'm gonna open a burger joint even though i don't have any experience so wouldn't it make more sense to do pizza and that's why they say everything in hindsight is 2020 because they had all this experience in the ice cream field and so they took a a five dollar course Actually, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the bagels thing, I wanted to touch on that a little more. Uh, And they said, hey, it's too expensive to make bagels. I don't know what goes into making bagels. I've never made a bagel. Uh, So too expensive. All right. Well, they settled on ice cream. I mean, it doesn't take much to make ice cream, right? Some like, what, like ice and milk? A little bit of water, really? I mean, and uh, it's not... (laughs) Doesn't seem too difficult. Uh, and so in Burlington, 
Vermont, these guys set up shop and they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna open some ice cream up here. It's an ideal location for one of their shops because it was a college town, and surprisingly, there wasn't an ice cream parlor. And that's that's awesome that they saw that need, and they took a five dollar course on making ice cream in 1978, and they opened the first Ben and Jerry's." And in a gas station, so they converted the gas station. I mean, that's look, guys. You don't have to get it great. You just got to get it going. All right. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to get started. Like whatever it is, your your dream, your passion, your your life, what business idea. It doesn't have to be perfect. It you just got to get started. Selling ice cream out of a gas station to college kids after you took a $5 course on how to make ice cream. That is pretty much the definition of getting started. Like you can't, that's as as new guy as you can get. And it worked. It worked. They blew up, guys. They blew up. So whatever business idea you have, dude, drop the $5 on the course, whatever course it is, and get started. It's that easy. It's that easy. So many people try to overcomplicate business. They try to make it too hard. They just don't have anything in mind. These guys had a simple idea. They wanted to make ice cream for people. They put the people's value first. They said, I want to make ice cream for everybody else, the public. And I'll explain more on that later. But And they killed it. They crushed it. So just remember, guys, it doesn't have to be great. You just got to get started. And, you know, let's let's just go over their failures first. I, I love to highlight failures because failure is really where you learn, hey, this is, this is where we should get better. This is something we shouldn't do. It's, it's very smart to not only analyze successes but failures as well because you get one thing right. You get 20 things wrong. It doesn't matter how successful you are. You, if you're outweighing your success of failure, what? Well, that scale's not weighted very well. So the company, it wasn't always as smooth as their ice cream blends. Ben and Jerry's face off with Hagen Das over distribution rights. And uh, Hagen Das is pretty good stuff, man. I really like Hagen Das. <laughs> and there were lawsuits against Hagen Das, parent company, Pillsburg company, in the mid 1980s. And, but but Ben and Jerry's kept freaking growing, and it grew fast. And it became obvious to these guys, hey, look, we we need some help. We uh, <laughs> we need someone with some real business acumen to keep this business going. It's getting out of hand. So they started a a contest to get somebody as a CEO. And um, in '95, 15 years later from all those lawsuits, well, mid '80s, so like 10 years later. From all his lawsuits, they picked the guy Robert Holland, and you know his he he kind of brought the company to a crossroads. Uh, obviously, Ben and Jerry they made the brand; they were the brand's icons. So you had this Holland guy as a CEO, and as I discussed in a past episode with Apple, the CEO that um, Steve Jobs had hired tried to get Steve Jobs ousted. So you got to be careful when you're hiring these CEOs, man. They are out for some blood. They are not playing. They want. They want. All they care about is is profit for the investors. <laughs> and um, anyway, so 
there there was a lot of concern with Holland that it would lose the informal hierarchy because Ben and Jerry they were very relaxed guys they were uh, hippies considered hippie, hippies of their time and you know Holland was more traditional style and um, yeah he he tried to break a lot of their stuff a lot of their ways of doing things which is uh, I mean that's always gonna happen. And um, not only that, but Ben & Jerry's it was going through a trying time in the marketplace. And the, the company had their name and their brand out there because of their wacky flavors. And they had some really, really hilarious uh, flavor names like uh, Chunky Monkey. Um, they had, let's see, Fish Food, American Dream, <laughs> The Tonight Dough, Cherry Garcia, Half Baked. I mean, these guys were really good at, at naming their ice cream and really just going out there being unique is very important I'll, and i'll get more into that later but uh the 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 super premium ice cream which is what they were in the business of they weren't making your basic flavors they were trying to make some funky monkeys and half-baked uh, it was growing the competition was growing i mean who doesn't want to go to haagen and get a freaking cool amazing looking bowl of ice cream and anyway they haagen and dryers were huge competition for ben and jerry's and they honestly had to, to kind of work together with uh, ben and jerry's had to work together with dryers to be able to reach customers in the western part of the u.s and then they were like hey um dryers was like hey bro we're taking some of this business for ourselves. And, uh, yeah, they um, Ben & Jerry's was depending on their competitor to distribute and manufacture their goods. I don't know about you guys, but if I, if I was distributing and manufacturing my competitor's goods, I'd probably be like, hey, buddy, hey, guys, come here. Come here. All right, look. See that truck right there with the, the Ben & Jerry's on it? Make sure that leaves last. And make sure it's late every time. No, I'm not saying they would do stuff like this. But, you know, when it's when you have your own, a competitor and you're delivering for your competitor, I'm fairly positive there would be a little bit of foul play there in the middle of, of that. And I just think that's, think that's interesting to think about. But in 96, so a year later of this guy being there, clearly it didn't work. It didn't work at all. He left. He said, "Look, guys, I can't. I can't do this." <laughs> he didn't have enough half baked, you know. Couldn't do it. So they got a new CEO, Perry Odak, and uh, he drove the sales. Man, 174 million dollars in ice cream. Like, kidding me? Kidding me? And in '99, 1999, three years later, um, Unilever purchased Ben and Jerry's for 326 million bucks, and. Uh, that's yeah, a freaking uh, sweet deal. It's a freaking sweet deal. And not only that, but the deal allowed Ben & Jerry's to be operated separately from the other ice cream brands. Because this company, Unilever, owns 400 companies under it. 400, dude. I have more on who they are, what they are. But, um, so yeah, looking more at the success of, you know, here's why they succeeded. Uh, one reason for the quick popularity of Ben & Jerry's was the unique flavor combos. I mean, they had the weirdest thing. Rainforest Crunch. Economic Crunch. Uh, 
and they even uh, they even they would just drop these out without testing it, no test marketing. They just said screw it, bro, dropped it. And uh, in 1987, there was a stock market crash, and they went to the stock market crash on Wall Street, and they gave away free ice cream, man. That's, that's hilarious. Love that. I love that story. Um, that like that's hilarious. Oh man, I just lost a million dollars. Oh wow, free ice cream. What a sweet deal. I mean, it's. I'd be at least a little happier to know that. I just lost all my clients' money, but I got some ice cream. <laughs> and the original uh, scoop shop back in, in, in Vermont, it became a community favor, favorite. I mean, it's probably been there for like 20, 30 years. I w- and uh, they, were, they give away free scoops on the anniversary, and they still do it today. Um, and... Yeah, obviously you see Ben and Jerry's in your store, in the store, Walmart, wherever. So not only do they sell it, just getting that stock space in these huge stores like Walmart, Target, and all that is is very cool. And in 1988, I just want to highlight here that the the company operating shops in eight uh, the company company operating shops in 18 states, Ben and Jerry owned the distinctive award of the U.S. Small Business Persons of the Year. From the president, Ronald Reagan at the time. That's pretty awesome, man. You won an award for uh, awesome awesome ice cream. But just some present day things to know is they, one of the biggest focuses they had was they, had a, they created a green team in 1989 that was focused on environmental education for their company employees. That's impressive. So they've known about, they, they were stepping up for the environment since the 80s. I mean, these guys had this in mind. That's so impressive. And they had a comp- they have a company bus equipped with solar panels. Uh, they use hormone-free milk in their products, and they have a commitment to reducing solid and dairy waste recycling and water and energy conservation at the company's facilities. So these guys, they're a great company. They add a lot of value, and they give back to the world. And they're not just in it for corporate profits. They're trying to take care of the world in return. They're not some greedy company. And that, that, to me, is what makes them so amazing. And surprisingly today, vanilla is still the number one flavor in America. Boring, but it is. And however, I mentioned they were owned by Unilever, which is a British company that, that owns Ben & Jerry's. And like I said, that man, they make $51 billion a year. It's nuts, man. That is so nuts. And it's the seventh most valuable company in all of Europe. Europe. Wow, Europe. And uh, yeah, that's just crazy, crazy to think that they bought out Ben & Jerry's and they run 400 brands. Crazy. But the point of this story, the point of Ben & Jerry's is be unique, guys. You want to stand out from the crowd. You want to be important. You want to go against the grain. I mean, these guys were goofy and they made the craziest flavors and names. I mean, half-baked. That's crazy. And guess what? They got crazy results in return. Being crazy is being unique. I mean, look at people like Donald Trump. Dude dude is crazy, man. His Twitter feed is just blowing up all the time. But look how much attention he has and commands. I mean, I know a lot of people hate on him, but his he he is a, a name in every person's mouth at least probably once a day. That's just insane. That's insane how much reach he has achieved. 
And then look at Peloton. They made some really weird commercials recently. They put a super skinny girl on a bike, and then she was like, oh, my God, I have to work out. My husband bought this bike for me. I need to lose weight. And she already was in perfect shape. And people were like, what, what is this commercial? Are you trying to, like, shame people? I mean, it was, it was terrible, a terrible commercial. And guess what? Their, their stock price went up. It went up like 10%. And uh, you, look at all these TV commercials and ads on, on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. And you see everybody in these ads. What are they trying to do? They're trying to be crazy. They're trying to be funny. And they're trying to be unique. So just know, guys, that that's whatever it is you're trying to start. A business, a podcast, a show, TV show. What, I mean, just the most random thing. Like I know a guy, he's starting it. He's trying to create a construction well, not a construction, but a, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, dump trucks, dump truck business. And look, you have to be crazy. You have to do something different. You have to stick out in some kind of way and separate yourself from everybody else. I mean, I, I'm a freaking basket case. I can't stay focused for more than two minutes and I'm just all over the place, man. But I'm trying my best to make that my unique standing point. I'm just so random that, I mean, that's just who I am. I'm just being me, and I'm not trying to be anybody else but me. And whatever it is you do, business, life, whatever, I think you should really try to be unique in your own way. Whatever you want to be, just just be it, man. Just be it. If you're boring, you're average, you're bland, you're vanilla, I mean, that's, what's the fun in that? I mean, there's no, you only live this life once. What is the fun in being average? Be unique. Be different. That way you stand out. You make an impact on people. And they remember who you are. And they remember what you were doing. I mean, make make it to where if you have a guy like Jeff Bezos and he shakes your hand, make Try to figure out a way, whether it's your mission, your purpose, your business, how would you stand out to him when you shake his hand? What 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 powerful sentence could you say? What gesture? What in what ways could you stick out to somebody that has already proven themselves, like Bill Gates or Elon Musk? In what ways could you be unique like those characters? In what ways could you say, Hey, I'm Patrick Hughes? And I do da 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 And they'll be like, wow, I've never heard anybody talk about that or address that. That's really unique. And I think that gives you a lot of power is being unique in some kind of way. Like I said, people, everybody hates Donald Trump. But let's face it, I, I don't think I've ever met a guy like Donald Trump or seen a guy like Donald Trump my whole life. There's only one of him, and he's unique. And I think he's gotten as far as he has because he's a unique guy. Now, whether you like him or not, that's a whole different story. So, anyway, I hope this helps, guys. Tomorrow's Christmas. Go to bed early so you can wake up early. Unwrap all your gifts. And I hope they're awesome. I'll do a quick show tomorrow. But remember, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is now. See you later.
Are you feeling entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.